All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Osa and Abe podcast situationship show program. Yeah, you heard that correctly. And we are jumping off volume two. We are so excited as we jump off 2021. And with that volume two of what we do, we are excited for those of you who are continuing with us and for those of you who are joining us for the first time. But as we begin this episode and we look, we look down the line at this episode, uh, there have been some losses in the sports world, which is primary where we we find our finding in is the, the sports world. And most notable, uh, the day that we're recording this is the loss of Henry Hank Aaron, the uh, one-time baseball's home run king before Barry Bonds passed him up, but still led the league in multiple, uh, all-time leader in multiple categories, but most importantly, more than just being a, a, a star athlete and arguably one of the greatest of all time, uh, was a great human being as well. Inspired uh, legacy, inspired many of us to be better versions of ourselves. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden, I think, had a great tweet in regarding, uh, regarding Hank Aaron. He said this, he said, each time Henry Aaron rounded the bases, he wasn't just chasing a record. He was helping us chase a better version of ourselves melting away the ice of bigotry to show that we can be better as a nation. He was an American hero. God bless Henry Hank Aaron. And Hank Aaron once said this of himself as well in regards to the impact that he hoped to have on the world. He said, I want to be remembered as not someone who hit 700 home runs or someone who had a 300 batting average, but someone who did a little bit more than that, who did some other things to help mankind. Henry Hank Aaron uh, you will be missed greatly. So in honor of that, we want to begin this episode with 44 seconds of silence in honor of the number 44 that he wore. Thank you for taking a moment with us to honor Hank Aaron. Now enjoy the show. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We are back. Um, happy new year. First of all, and it's new year, not new years. I know well, we've all been guilty of saying happy new years, but it's happy new year. Okay. Sing. Yikes, 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 yikes. <laughs> I'm guilty. We coming for next. We coming for next to start the year. Second of all, happy 2021. Okay. I, I don't know what your expectations are folks for 2021. I'm just going to say this and it might be, I guess just the theme of this entire episode. Okay. Let's just embrace what happened in 2020. It was not fun. We get it. All right. Let's embrace what happened in 2020. Embrace the past. Accept 
this present right now that we're in and be hopeful for the rest of 2021, okay? Now that that's off my chest, Abe, what's up, bro? Man, what's goody, what's goody, what's goody? Um, just happy to be here. It's been a couple weeks, a few weeks, actually, since we last recorded. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to really get the ball rolling. This 2021 Volume 2 of the Osa and Abe show is finally here. Um, yes, sir. You know, like, just excited. It feels good to get back into the swing of things. Uh, and we're definitely more than hype to just welcome new fans, to welcome old fans, and to just continue growing as a podcast, to continue growing as a brand, as part of SSAW. Um, so, yeah, I'm it's, I'm blessed. We're blessed to be here, for sure. We're blessed, yes. And like Abe mentioned, uh, for those of you who are new, welcome. For those of you who've been rocking with us, welcome back. If you are new, let's just, we're just going to introduce ourselves real quick. I am... The Osa and Osa and Abe and and uh, I'm the Abe of the dynamic duo. You feel <laughs> okay? Here we are. Uh, we've been described as I don't know sports and culture podcast situationship show program. We're still figuring out what program show situationship. I don't know, but yes, we love sports. Okay, that is. That's our roots right there, okay? We love some good sport. Okay, we're still trying to figure out cricket, but we love sports. Culture, yes, you will hear us talk about the things going on in the culture, the world society, the whole nine. But all of it will have a special flavor, okay? Because coursing through our veins is that good green, white, green. You might ask, what is that? We are Niger men, okay? Ah, Omo, Omo. Hey, you know. No, okay. So you will hear the special flavor. The good old land of Nigeria in us. I think it's great that our first season, that volume one, took place during the 60th anniversary of Nigerian independence. The year of the 60th anniversary. 60 years of of independence. No longer a British colony. If you want to, if you guys ever want to check out something that gives a decent, uh, view of the journey of Nigeria as a nation. Uh check out on Netflix. Here Netflix needs to go with sponsors. We need we need sponsors. Okay. Nah, for real, for real. Until we get some real until we get some real sponsors. We Netflix, you want to sponsor us, be our guest. But uh Journey of a Colony uh, on Netflix. Pretty decent documentary on the journey of Nigeria from what it was is a a, a, a superpower, a kingdom uh over on the continent to colonization to where it is today. Check it out, folks. But that's 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 what you need to know about us. Oh no, one more thing that you need to know. We are not just uh, about us. Okay, we're we're big over here about providing a space and a platform for others to shine as well. Uh, we had several guests on last year that I think are. are indicative of the direction that we are going to continue to go. Um, Abe is going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But if you if if, if you are a person who's looking to have an impact in your space and in your sphere, we'd love to have you on. Um, we, we would love to provide a space for you to be seen, for you to be heard, for you to be known. Okay. 
Hey, talk about talk about some of the things that we got coming down the pipeline in this beautiful year of 2021. Yeah, so um, definitely excited. I mean, just looking at next month, which is basically in two weeks, uh, we'll be dropping our new logos uh, for the Osan Eight podcast, and we've been sitting on them since November. You know, Osan can attest how giddy, how anxious, eager, like excited i did <laughs> like, like these logos are so fire so we'll be dropping them next month um also next month we will be participating in the black nerd expo that will be a virtual expo on youtube uh hosted by maricosta college from oceanside california also known as san diego county they are all about highlighting black popular culture stem and literacy. And so we're excited that we get to participate. The event will be occurring on Friday, February 26th um, from 10 to 5, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I believe those are the hours. It's either 10 to 5 or like 8 to 5. Regardless, pull up. We'll definitely advertise and keep you guys updated for that. It's going to be fun to be able to network and meet with some others. Um, I already know some of my peers from uh, other realms will be there. Um, shout out to Inside the Mind of a Blurred podcast. Shout out to Concrete Comics. Like, so I'm excited for us to represent not only ourselves, the OCNA podcast, but also the overall brand of the SSAW network. Um, and then March. March is going to be fun. So also I mentioned about the guests that we've had in the past. We decided to revamp that a little bit this year. So in March of 2021, we will be debuting exclusively on YouTube. Osa and A presents Friends of the Show. That will yes, be sir. Yeah, we're I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for that. Um, we already have several guests lined up, some familiar faces and definitely a lot of new faces. So we'll be dropping that on in March on YouTube. Um, definitely go and search SSAW Space TV. Subscribe, turn on notifications so you can get updated on that. It'll be beautiful. It'll be lovely. Uh, some of the guests we have range from fellow podcasters uh, and it to just give you an idea of the type of people we're targeting, just like we did um, in 2020, we'll be expanding upon that further. So black and people of color will have artists, both musical and um, I guess artistic what is if you're not a musical artist you're just i guess an artist you know <laughs> like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess just an artist so we'll have writers of their own um comics and their own mangas we'll have podcasters we'll have business owners we'll have uh, professionals we'll also have cosplayers we'll have uh, streamers and, and gamers like we're so excited to to really expand the type of guests that we'll have and you know we're gonna have fun on the show but you know also we're gonna just receive a lot of knowledge and there'll be gems dropped because the people we've been so fortunate to have thus far have always been influential i mean if you listen to our top 10 countdown you know exactly how many gems our guests have dropped for us and it, it, it was dope so we're looking forward to that in march of 2021 osa and a presents friends of the show and then lastly, for the time being, 
the the one that we're also just as excited about is October 2021. October 2021 will see the debut the launch of Osa and Abe merchandise. And if you have followed us so far, you already know where that's coming from. Shout out to the Lapo and Shop Dillies. Um, you know, head to goshopdillies.com for, for your, if you want to know more. So we're definitely excited for the merchandise release in October. Um, but all in all, those are all the updates so far. Uh, you know, we'll definitely continue to be growing and expanding and trying to find ways to, to get better and to be more of service to our fans. But yeah, 2021 is looking, it's looking promising for us for sure, for sure. And you might ask, why is the merch being launched in October? Cause that is Nigerian independence day. Okay. Turn up with us on Nigerian Independence Day. Become an honorary Nigerian on that. Day. Exactly. You know we gotta come correct. You know we gotta come correct on that day. So we go drop birch that month to celebrate. And you know the crazy thing is too, it didn't click for me until you said it. It's easy for me to remember the anniversary of um like in terms of how many years it's been for the uh Nigerian independence because my dad is only like a couple months older than the country receiving independence so it's like oh nigeria turned 61 this year my dad turned 61 this year bet that you know <laughs> yeah yeah facts my dad turns uh 65 this year so he remembers you know what that that celebration looked like my i got an uncle who was actually born on nigeria's 10-year anniversary of independence so yeah we, we we're looking forward to it it's gonna be good it's going to be good but as we're talking about the good you gotta take the good with the bad in life like i mentioned at the top of this accept the present embrace the future look for i'm sorry accept the present embrace the past look forward to the future uh, so we're gonna take a quick moment folks to uh accept not just the present but embrace some loss that that's happened in 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 the past uh 2020 was full of loss i I don't know. Personally, I think I, I didn't have any month within that year where I didn't know somebody who passed in 2020. And it started off with a real doozy. You know, Kobe Bryant passing in January. Uh, by the time uh, this episode drops, it'll be, I think, three days uh, prior to the one year anniversary of Kobe uh, and Gigi Bryant and the seven other passengers in that plane who lost in that helicopter who lost their lives on that day. Today, actually, that uh, this day that we're recording, it's actually the 15-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant dropping 81 on those Toronto Raptors. Okay, and for the record, folks, stop dragging Jalen Rose's name through the mud. He actually, I think, gave up, uh, of all the defenders who defended Kobe, I think he he gave up the least amount of points. Okay, you need to look at folks like Morris Peterson. <laughs> stop, stop, stop dragging Jalen Rose, okay? He's... he's Okay, gentleman and a scholar. And shout out to Jalen Rose for the work that he's doing with his charter school in Detroit. Okay. I remember that that game vividly. Uh, I was watching, it was a Sunday night. I was watching with my brother, my little brother, and my little brother, he as a matter of fact, he might be at the Black Nerd Expo, knowing him. He, he no, yeah, he might be. He we we very rarely watched sports together. He wasn't much into sports like that. But I remember him watching that game that night and just going, wow. Oh, whoa. What is he doing? And I thought, oh, okay, Kobe, Kobe, he, he had 27 at the half. Okay, he's going to put up another. He's, he's going to hit 50. Okay, he's going to hit 60. 
oh, he might as well just go for 100, okay? And he very he very easily could have gone for 100 that night. And folks say, well, Kobe's a ball hog. No, Kobe needed, the Lakers needed all 81 of those points to win that game that night. And in my opinion, that 81-point game is greater than what's 100. You may say, well, uh, 81 is less points than 100. First of all, we don't even have footage of Wilt's 100. Not that I doubt it because Wilt, Wilt was unreal. But Kobe scored the majority of his points off of jumpers and still shot over 50% from the field. It was it was a display that I'll never forget. I, and I don't see anybody matching that in, any, in, in, in the near future. Players probably might not even touch it just out of reverence for Kobe Bryant. But with that being said, we have st- we we've still lost some 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 legends, and I would say legacy builders or, or, or players of legacy, athletes of legacy, and figures of legacy in the sporting world to start this year. On the uh, the Celtics side of things, Paul Westfall, uh, Hall of Fame, not just player but coach, uh, passed from cancer this year. Start this year, ah. Uh, Tough. Uh, took the Phoenix Suns to an NBA Finals, okay, in which they lost to the Bulls. Tough. On the baseball side of things, Tommy Lasorda, Do- the last Dodgers manager prior to, to Dave Roberts last year, to win a World Series. I'm happy that he got to see the Dodgers win another one. Facts, facts, Sutton. facts. Don Sutton, pitching great. If you don't know Don Sutton is, kids, go do your homework, okay? Pitching great. A career that spanned from Koufax to Fernando Valenzuela, okay? Fernando Mania. And then the one that just happened today. Hank Aaron. The Hank Aaron. Arguably the GOAT, if not. At least a GOAT, if not the GOAT of baseball. Man, Abe, how are you feeling with all this, bro? I mean, shoot, like the big names you mentioned, and keep in mind Tom Henson for the Celtics as well as Casey Jones. Um, we lost both of them as well. It's just, it's been a, it's only been about three weeks, and already we've seen so many iconic, legendary players, especially for their respective teams, pass away. Now, fortunately, the majority of them got to live a long life anyway, a very profound life. And a word that we used last year, because we had a similar situation um, last at the, towards the end of last year uh, during Mamba week, when it just seemed like all that week in honor of Kobe, you know, we had some big names pass away, um, in, both in sports and just in culture in general. You know, shout out to Chadwick Boseman. May he rest, be, rest in peace. But it's been it's been heavy, you know, and, and it makes you think like, oh, it's 2020 all over again. But unfortunately, death is a part of life. Um, it's just it's something that's inevitable. However, what's so dope is that these men and these, these women uh, throughout the last two years, they've left such a positive legacy, like so much positivity has been exuded um, upon the news being received and just the way that we honor all these players. You know, Hank Aaron, I mean, he's number one in most uh, hitting statistics. He's number two in home runs. 
number one in in RBIs, number one in extra base hits. Like this guy is, and you know he's he's African American. We love it. We love it. Love it. <laughs> we love it. Like so, we we appreciate him. We appreciate all those who passed. Um, again, the legacies that they left behind. But hopefully, this doesn't determine or uh really spell out what 2021 is going to be for us. You know, we we hope that we're just going to see positivity and just further uplifting of other athletes, of other uh, celebrities, and just see them leave a lasting impact, a positive impact. And again, not just the famous people, you know, people who aren't famous, you know, like me and you, son. <laughs> we have so many of us that we just hope to leave lasting and positive legacies behind when it's that's our it. time. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. And and check out, by the way, that episode that Abe was referencing from volume one. It's called Lasting Legacies. So check that out. Uh, there was, yeah, that was that was a tough week with, with all of the loss. And, and for those of you who who may be wondering why you're getting emotional in regards to some of these these figures who have passed, even though you didn't know them. Uh, it's perfectly okay. Don't let anybody tell you it's wrong to grieve for an individual that maybe you didn't personally meet. Because those who inspire us, uh, inspire us at a very deep level. And, and they could be, whether it's mentors from afar or those who inspired you from afar, and that plays a role in your life. Maybe you're someone who was inspired uh, to 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 greatness, watching uh, or reading about the story of Hank Aaron. Maybe you you you're a Dodger fan, and and Tommy Lasorda holds that that space in your 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 heart and in your 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 life. It's okay to grieve. Okay to let the tears flow. Uh, I once had someone tell me that asked me this question. Hey, did you cry today? And I said, or when's the last time you cried? I said, ah, I think it was actually just today or yesterday. Good. You're human. Tears remind you of your humanity. Okay. So folks, accept the present, embrace the past. Let's look forward to the future. The pain does celebration sometimes falls in the same pocket as pain and as grief and as loss. So on the one hand, we grieve, but on the other hand, well, actually, this is about to be a moment of grief for Abe as well. But on the other hand, we do, uh, we, we look forward to Wow. celebration someone's going to be celebrating it's championship week in the nfl y'all championship wow. week and, and age was going to be explained in a moment it's championship week in the nfl on the nfc side of things we have the green bay packers against the tampa bay buccaneers ar12 against tb12 a matchup that we have wanted to see optimally we would have seen in a super bowl probably five to seven years ago but even seeing it now in an, an NFC championship game, don't sleep on this matchup, folks. You have the GOAT, probably arguably the GOAT when it comes to winning at the quarterback position, the probably the, the best winner in NFL history against what many would say is the most talented quarterback that they've ever seen in Aaron Rodgers, okay? This is going to be a matchup. Definitely a matchup to watch. Don't don't think that oh, it's just, just, just these guys are old. No, these are these are two savvy, still savvy quarterbacks who know the game. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Abe, what are you expecting out of this matchup, especially after watching your Rams take that L last week and being led like lambs to the slaughter? 
I don't know why you got to throw so much shade. I mean, where was y'all at? Y'all was watching from the couch watching us play anyway. But um, <laughs> simply put. True, 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 true. <laughs> simply put, the Packers, they just they just look really impressive. I mean, they have the number one scoring offense, um, averaging 32 points per game. Uh, our defense was the number one defense. We gave we gave up 19 points per game during the season, but we couldn't do anything to stop AR-12. And like you mentioned, he's honestly probably the greatest talented quarterback um, of our generation for sure, I would say, with uh, Patrick Mahomes really stepping up behind him. But as I look, because I could rant about the Rams' performance. We we played trash defensively. Our defense didn't show up, yes, due to injury, but still. Um, and then offensively, we couldn't keep up, even though we had a chance to tie the game in the fourth quarter. Um, that being said, this Packers-Bucks game, you know, we got to keep in mind that Bucks team, the way they just embarrassed uh, San Antonio, uh, not San Antonio, the way they embarrassed New Orleans, um, Drew Brees had, what, four interceptions? And it, it was just, that defense just had their way with them. You know, Packers' defense has been decent this season. Buccaneers' defense has been solid. Rams' defense was phenomenal. If AR-12 could do that to our defense, I fear what he can do to the Bucks, especially since Brady will not have Antonio Brown. Um, it's going to be exciting. I, I have Green Bay winning. I just – these are two guys that I can't bet against. So, normally I would just, like, take my hands off. But if I have to put money on someone, I have much more faith in Aaron Rodgers, who, while he's older, he's he's been aging like fine wine. His game has aged like fine wine. He's a guy who's still – what? I, I don't even remember the last time he's thrown 10 interceptions in the season. I feel like last season he finished with, like, 8 or 9. This season, I feel like if he's at 10, it's probably, like, really less. I highly doubt it. Um, <laughs> but this guy is just as surgical with the football as Peyton Manning was, as Tom Brady is. So, I'm going to go with the Packers, you know? Yeah, I respect that. I just want to go back to your Rams real quick. And this is not out of shade or anything like that. I watched the Rams, like you mentioned, number one rated defense in the league. Missing Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald wasn't 100%. You guys were in the game for most most of that game until Aaron Rodgers threw that 58-yard bomb to Lazard. But the player I think you were missing even more than Aaron Donald. Some folks might, might call me crazy for saying this, but Rams fans, they'll feel me on this, is Cooper Cup. Aaron oh, yeah. A. Jared Goff, I'm not going to slander him like I, I normally do, okay? Not going to drag the man. But Considering the surgically repaired thumb, you could clearly tell he was a little more comfortable than he he was the, the week prior. But having your security blanket gone like a Cooper Cup, it shows. It really showed. Now, I will say this. You guys do need a new quarterback. The, the AFC, I'm sorry, the NFC West, easily most competitive division in football. Two of the teams in that division, though, need a new quarterback. 49ers and the Rams. Okay? And I think both easily could be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. If I'm Deshaun Watson at this point, 
it was bad enough Bill O'Brien traded away your best weapon, the number one receiver in football for a bag of hot Cheetos that you get out of the vending machine, those itty bitty bags. Yeah, one of those. And for a half melted ice cream cone. Okay. Terrible. All for them to not even like have a chance at playoffs and just to see Watson be a magician to win them. Dude, yeah. Like, oh yeah. He, what Watson did backed up the hype that Dabo Swinney had about him. Now I don't really like listening to Dabo Swinney. I feel like his, his mouth writes a lot of checks that just stuff can't cash for him. But Deshaun Watson is that dude. But at this point, Deshaun Watson is for sure on his way out the door. Okay. He was already, already felt a type of way from what we, from, from what he has said, how the final straw and what, what has come out of the, the organization and players who know him was, how the final straw for him was not having a say so in the the selection process or the hiring process when it came to the new GM that the Texans just hired. Um, Deshaun Watson, uh, what's his name? Nick Casario. That's that's the name of the 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 GM. But Deshaun Watson had no say so in it. Now, I do believe hiring Nick Casario. Could put the Niners as kind of a front runner to get Deshaun Watson in a swap. Watson and Garoppolo. Niners would send over Garoppolo and some picks because Nick Casario used to be in the Patriots organization and was one of those Jimmy Garoppolo fanboys. So that could that could be a thing. That could be a thing there. However, if I'm Deshaun Watson, the final straw for me would be the coaching rumor that I heard today. As the Texans searching for a new head coach come out today that they're that they're interviewing and seriously considering Josh McCown. And you may say, oh, Josh McCown, name sounds familiar. Let me help you as to why it sounds familiar. Josh McCown is a quarterback on the active roster for the Houston Texans. So you're telling me, if I'm Deshaun Watson, you're telling me that you're seriously considering hiring to be my next head coach, the dude sitting on the bench behind me? Dog, I thought I sincerely thought it was a social media joke. I I just so I glossed over it, and then people kept mentioning. I'm like, all right, this is not really funny, and then I saw that no, this is this is real, and I'm just like, wait, out of all the options, this is oh no, 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 Houston, get my man's Watson out of there, just send him to L.A. Don't we'll give you cash, we'll give you cash considerations, yo. Like they really, they're really considering Josh McCown. Okay, you know, folks. Well, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Jim Caldwell is still being considered. Shout to Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell did not get a fair shake in Detroit. Two out of his four seasons takes the team to the playoffs, and what do they do? Kick him to the curb, and then Matt Patricia. They bring on Matt Patricia, and that was a that was. Horrendous. That wasn't even an experiment. That was just horrendous. And rumors that come out today, Matt Patricia is back with the Patriots organization in some capacity, whatever. But you're telling me as Deshaun Watson that Josh McCown is of serious consideration. No, I, 
You know, I don't know Josh McCown. I don't have anything against him. But this just goes to show you just how ridiculous these teams are. There are far better coaches out there, established coaches out there that you could bring on if you really want, if you value Deshaun Watson and you want to keep him. There's far better coaches out there. This reminds me similarly to the situation over with the Eagles. The Eagles had Deuce Staley, longtime assistant, long uh, fan favorite as a player, team favorite as a player, uh, was being advocated for and campaigned for by the players. Rarely do players campaign for an assistant coach the way they were campaigning for Deuce Staley to get him as their head coach. And the Eagles go ahead and go with, I'm not saying no name, but just an assistant, random assistant. Detroit Lions, we saw what happened to Detroit Lions and bringing on Dan Kent. Like it's, it's a mess out there in this coaching carousel world that is the NFL. Long story short, though, Deshaun Watson, I hope you find a home somewhere. Abe hopes you come to the Rams. I'm sure the Niners are out there screaming, bring him over. Deshaun Watson, hope you find a better situation. And while we're in the AFC, let's talk about the AFC championship game real quick. I think it's going to be a blockbuster game for sure. Going to be big time. Patrick Mahomes has cleared concussion protocol, so he's going to play. You have the Chiefs with the most dangerous offense, I would say, in the NFL. As evidenced, people will say, well, the 49ers fumbled away that Super Bowl last year. No, what we saw was Patrick Mahomes doing what Patrick Mahomes does, okay? That man, at the drop of a dime, can make a play that'll change the complexion of a game, okay? But the Bills, the Bills did what... Okay, I didn't see the Bills going to the AFC Championship game, but I did see them winning their division and making a run in the playoffs. I'll say that. Yeah. We got the receipts to back it up, okay, during our, our episode with our first guest, our friend Jeff J. Check him out on any social media platforms at Jeff J. Says. We had a segment with our dear friend, Mr. Watson, called Genius or Just Playing Crazy. And by the end of that episode, we had to add, maybe you need to be drug tested at the end of it because our friend, Mr. Watson, gave some takes that had us highly questioning, okay, what, what 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 he had in his, I don't know, his water bottle that day, okay? <laughs> his vitamin water? He <laughs> needed for his energy. But the, the one of the takes that he gave was regarding the NFC East, and I said this, and we all agreed that the NFC, I'm sorry, not the NFC East, the AFC East, the AFC East was the Bills division to lose because they had just made the trade to bring over Stefan Diggs and Stefan Diggs shut out the season. The Bills have shut out the season. Uh, I would hate to watch the Bills go to another Super Bowl because I feel if they went to the Super Bowl, they would lose. So seeing the Bills lose another Super Bowl, I think would just be heart-wrenching for me as a football fan. I do believe the Chiefs are going to win that game. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Watching him against Aaron Rodgers, student against the teacher. Patrick Mahomes is the evolution of what we saw in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, as a matter of fact, uh, fun story. Patrick Mahomes even getting to the Chiefs is something that dates back to Andy Reid being on the Eagles. Andy Reid was on the Eagles. There was a particular intern that he had for a couple seasons in the scouting department this intern ended up being the only guy that he brought over uh, when he brought over from the scouting department when he landed with the Chiefs. Uh, so this this guy saw Patrick Mahomes playing at Texas Tech and fell in love. And this, as the story goes, he's the kind of guy 
who, when he falls in love with the player, will preach this pre- will sell this player to you like a car salesman will sell a car. Okay. So he sees Pat Mahomes. He's he's all in on Pat Mahomes. Brett Veach is his name. All in on Pat Mahomes. Eventually, Andy Reid goes all in on Pat Mahomes. Eventually, John Dorsey, the GM at the time, goes all in on Pat Mahomes. They were willing to trade up. They had the 27th pick in the draft. That's the only problem. They're willing to trade up to number three to get Mahomes. John Dorsey had a relationship with the GM of the Bills at the time. So at the combine, they have a conversation, and he decides to see if they can move up to get the Bills' 10th pick. Long story short, as we all know, they end up drafting Mahomes. Somehow, the Bears drafted Trubisky instead of Mahomes, instead of Watson. That's another story for another day. They draft Mahomes. What the Bills didn't, the Bills didn't know that the Chiefs were aiming to get Mahomes. The The Chiefs had blown smoke up everybody's butt and said, listen, we're going for a, a linebacker. We're looking at, at, at Reuben Foster. If the Bills had known, they wouldn't have done it because the Bills were super high. The Bills GM was high on Pat Mahomes as well. But what I find even more interesting is that sitting at number 11 was the New Orleans Saints. Can you imagine? And they were high on Mahomes as well. Like they were ready to have the conversation with Drew Brees and say, there's nothing personal. We're drafting a QB because we realize like your, your time is getting short and we want to have someone ready to go. Can you imagine Pat Mahomes sitting under Drew Brees uh, and eventually, I know we talk about triplets in the league, having a great quarterback, receiver, and running back. Can you imagine this guy Mahomes in New Orleans with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara? Oh, it would be beautiful. But that's that's not to say what he doesn't have with the Chiefs now is great. What he has with the Chiefs now is, is definitely better than that. You you have a Tyreek Hill, fastest fastest player in the league, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the future. It, it's going to be beautiful. Long story short, though, I got the Chiefs winning this. Abe, who do you have going to the Super Bowl? Chiefs. Chiefs, like you mentioned, the Bills have just been able to play well. Stephon Diggs has been thriving. If he has not been the best wide receiver this season, he has definitely been top five wide receiver this season. And Josh Allen has taken big steps in terms of limiting his turnovers a little bit and actually becoming more accurate. Um, we always knew what he could do with his legs, and the defense is solid, but at the end of the day, it's still Patrick Mahomes. Like, early on in the season, I mentioned, I was talking to one of my homies, I said, yo, the Chiefs don't feel scary like that, you know? They don't They don't seem like, oh, you know, they can kill you, you know? But as the season went on, while the Steelers were going 11-0, people were watching what the Seahawks were doing. The the Chiefs were just quietly going about their business, just quietly handling business, and that's honestly frightening. It's the ones that you least expect. It's like the the quiet ones you got to watch out for. They've been quiet this season, but then next thing you know, they're like fifteen and one, and you're like, hold on, wait, oh, what's going on here? Oh, they've been killing like that. We were so focused on all of the headlines. Oh, how is Tom Brady doing in Tampa Bay? Oh, what about the Saints? No Drew Brees, Jameis Winston. Oh, the Rams, the Seahawks, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, the Derrick Henry. We're also focused on everybody else that we forgot to pay attention to the Chiefs. And here, the Chiefs are on the verge of taking a second, a back-to-back trip to the Super Bowl. And it's like, look, 
I'm not if I can't bet against the this teacher in AR twelve, what makes you think I'm gonna bet against the protege in Patrick Mahomes, you feel? So So what what we're what we're looking to see then is a replay of Super Bowl one. Chiefs Packers. So many years, decades later. <laughs> That's how we start off twenty twenty one. Okay, full circle. Speaking of full circle, let's let's hop leagues. We'll hop over to the NBA uh, with with the few moments we have left on this program. Looking at the NBA, I will say this: season has started about fifteen games in. Looking at the way the sports world has handled COVID, various leagues across the world in different sports, I would say. Probably the the sport that's handled the best, I would say, is soccer. Uh, the governing body that governs the leagues in Europe, UEFA, they've done a great job, minus what has happened in England over the past few weeks, probably since the, I think, the middle of December. Uh, we know new strain of, of COVID came out of, out of England. But England has done a good job postponing games, Shutting down games, the whole nine, making it make sense. The league has continued to carry on well. I think the NBA did a good job last season with the way they restarted the season with the bubble. Now, I I have question marks regarding the how it's going to work with the G League. The G League is going to be in the bubble that the NBA was in last year. So if teams want to call up players, how's that going to work with quarantining and, and all of that? I think the NHL has done a great job as well. They just started their season. Now, the NBA, it feels like every single day there's something going on with players testing positive. I know just from a a fan standpoint, as someone who's got three fantasy teams right now, my teams have been impacted, okay? I've had a couple of my fantasy teams impacted negatively. It's It's not cool. But apparently the league has has they're they're very fluid with the protocol so they're making adjustments on the fly i think they've done a good job of adapting so as it stands right now for example if a team uh through contract contact tracing you can find that a team is is had some not just positive tests but some some pretty big exposures they're going to shut down a team for three, I think it's two to three games. Uh, we, we've seen it just happen with the Memphis Grizzlies. So expect to see some more game postponements. Is the season going to end on time? We don't know, but expect to see that happen. But 15 games into the season, Abe, what 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 has impressed you the most? What has surprised you the most? And what are you looking forward to? I mean, all right, looking at the Eastern Conference, the Knicks, even though they just lost to the Kings tonight, I believe, but they beat the Warriors. They, they've they been competing. That's the thing. They've been competing in all their wins and all their losses. You know, it's not like they've just shown up flat. they just always competed defensively. Tibbs, Tib- Tom Thibodeau has been doing what he's known for. That team tries. Um, and then we got to give it up to Cleveland. Uh, Colin Sexton. Uh, there is Garland, you know, they, they are doing what they need to do, which is kind of surprising, you know? In the mix. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of surprising that, you know, Cleveland is, what, a, a top top four seed, I believe, maybe? that Regardless, they're like the playoff picture. 
Um, we the 76ers, you know, they're still competing and Joel is looking good. Unfortunately for the Celtics, we just lost to them twice in the last couple of days. Um, I I love what I'm seeing from my guys in terms of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They've just been grinding. Uh, even though we just lost to Philly, Jalen Brown dropped 42, you know, career high for him. And we Brown's watching that game. He been. Yeah, he was. And the thing is, we haven't had Tatum because of COVID. Like, it's just, we, we waiting. Um, heading to, oh, keep in mind, Cole Anthony had that game winner a couple nights ago. That boy with four seconds left. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good to see. It's definitely good to see him getting that shine, which I don't know if we said it on the earlier episode, but when we mentioned it, it said that, unfortunately, if Fultz was to go down, this is prime opportunity for Cole to step up even more because the Magic do have depth. And come what ends up happening, Fultz goes down. He's probably done for the year. But Cole gets to, Cole was already getting good bench minutes, and now he's going to get see an increase. And that that was a cold blooded buzzer beating three. <laughs> Faded it to the sideline like <laughs> But net. Yeah, you gotta keep in mind it was four seconds left off a of missed free throw, so taking it to the other side and just throwing it up and it wasn't like just he was already in the sidelines and he just had that look of confidence. Called Bucket. Great bucket. Um, Facts. And then when we head to the West, you know, the Lakers are doing the Lakers, what what we expect from them. Y'all have the number one uh, top three defense in the league. But um, also, the Suns, the Suns have been quietly hooping, you know. They've been looking good. Oh, yeah. They, they down to the wire tonight, uh, but they pull some out, pull some out. I mean, Jokic has been balling, although it hasn't really been translating to wins for Denver, which is the surprising part. Denver, I mean, Denver's sitting just above 500. If they win in tonight, put beating Phoenix tonight, put them above 500. Um, Joker is doing what Joker does. I, I think that's that's a common theme I'm seeing this season so far is just players doing what like we kind of expected them to do. Uh, maybe it's not translating into wins for their teams, but it's those teams like you mentioned, Abe, the Knicks of the world who are competing every night. And I think we've said it on this program before, like we want the Knicks to be great. I want that division to be great. You think about if the Knicks are great, the, it's the Knicks, the Nets, uh, the Raptors, and the Celtics. Like that's going to be a fun division to watch. Uh, the, 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 the Cavs are hooping, and that's without Kevin Love. Uh, so to see and to see the Suns obviously doing what they're doing, continuing that off of that run that they went on in the bubble to go eight and zero and not make the playoffs, which was frustrating. And then they threw Chris Paul into the mix. I mean, it's beautiful. But but I, I cut you off. Keep going, bro. Keep going. No, I forgot you mentioned the Raptors. It's like yo, the Raptors have not been looking solid. Like they start off the season what zero and six. Yeah, they're looking even, shaky. They're six and right now. Even benching Siakam too. Like, yo, <laughs> it's looking, it's like, all right, what's going on in Toronto? You know, we expect them to take a step forward, not several steps back, especially since their biggest loss was Serge and Mark. But more so Serge, I would think, was a bigger loss to them. But we should have seen Sparkham take that step forward, you know? I mean, we know what Lowry's going to give. They they cashed out 
Fred Van Bleet. You know, the joke has been that, oh, it's because technically the Toronto Raptors are always on the road since they're not playing in Canada, they're playing in Tampa Bay. But it's just like, dang, like, what's going on with Toronto right now, man? What's going on with them? And not to mention, we forgot the Nets. The Nets made that trade to get finally get James Harden. They got their big three, Harden, Durant, Kyrie. Right, what are your thoughts on that? See, here's what I saw. When that trade went down and I saw all the pieces involved, and we're not going to go into great detail on it. If you want to get, I think, a decent, a good analysis, not decent, but a good analysis, a great analysis, the guys over at Full Court Press, Riley, Pierre, Matt, did a great job on it. But that trade, when I saw it come across, that was a, we need to get James Harden the heck out of Houston trade. That's what that looked like to me. and. His first game in the Nets uniform was without Kyrie. It was him and KD, and he put up a triple-double. Him and KD looked good. So, But their first game together, all three of them, happens to be on Kyrie's return to Cleveland. Cleveland, I think, had a tribute video for him that night. But that was where it stopped. Colin Sexton came out and put up a career high, spoiling the debut of the big three. Yeah, it was, it was, it was ugly for them boys. But, I mean... When that trade happened, I was I was shocked. I honestly was surprised at the fact that they really made this move. You know, Brooklyn really traded away Karis LeVert, traded away Jared Allen. Um, for me, the biggest loss was Karis LeVert. But look at how what happened afterwards. Unfortunately for Karis, he found out he had a tumor on his kidney. And as a result, he's out indefinitely. So I'm looking at Indiana, and I'm like, dang, y'all basically got nothing out of this trade. Like y'all gave up, uh, y'all gave up Oladipo to Houston, who bam, he dropped 32 in his debut. Y'all took on a player who you can't use, and meanwhile, the biggest loss now for the Nets is Jared Allen, and I never really agreed with that. Tr- that that aspect of the of the trade because DeAndre Jordan is older. Like, yes, I know they gave him some extra money, but like Jared Allen still has so much potential and can be as good at or even better than what DeAndre Jordan was. But alas, you know, um, so we'll see how it works out. Of course, they were looking really solid. Um in their first two games, they still kind of have to figure it out with the next three. Cleveland's really been showing out on them. And then, uh, oh, I also want to include Kevin Porter going to Houston. That's big. You know, the young bull just needed some. He just needs a change of scenery, all in all. So happy for him to get that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of this NBA season. I'm looking forward to how it plays out. I mean, it's crazy that we're only 15 games in, but. It is what it is. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. We're so glad to be back. Um, as you heard throughout the episode, we had a lot of fun. You know, there was highs and there was lows to the start of this year. But be sure to follow us on all forms of social media by looking at the description of the episode, whether you're look- listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, Furthermore, be sure to check out the website, tssaw.com. And we're just so delighted to 
be back again and we look forward to so much more we look forward to the rest of 2021 and you already know you already know the motto two words get it in your head omo night